been getting a lot of reports, reading a lot of things about people who have walked with Christ and have walked away. The Holy Spirit's calling them back home, y'all. I think that the Lord is calling us to pray with a focus, especially for those who have, that we know, our families, our friends, people that we know have walked with Jesus and now are astray, really. God's calling them home, y'all. And, uh, man, I'm excited about that. I'm excited to be able to just embrace these folks, love on them, encourage them, help them with their challenges. Because, you know, I don't think our enemy likes it at all when someone that he has gotten his tentacles in his talons, if you will, I don't know what he looks like, angel of light. <coughs> so he's going to be trying to pull them back away, but we're going to stand with them, right? Are you with me? Okay, that's just a little intro. Title of this morning's message, Blessed. How'd you do, Kathy? Great. You're amazing. You're amazing. Um. Hey, can we just say thank you to Kathy for stepping in, you know, in a role that, yeah, thank you, Kathy. And uh, we're going to, just to give you a heads up, we're going to uh, have a little ministry time uh, afterwards, uh, after my sermon. The worship team is going to come back up, and those of you who are prayer warriors and prayer ministers, I want you to, to be here. By faith, I believe that the Lord is going to move. Neil Silverberg was with us last week. How many were here to hear Neil? <clears throat> it was good, huh? It was good. Beatitudes, I love seeing the Beatitudes, the way he broke them up. And um, that as, as we realize our need for other righteousness, when we realize that we don't have within ourselves the capacity, although some believe that we do, Scripture teaches that we don't, that we gave that up, that we lost it in the garden, didn't we, Joe? And you step up to the place to where you and I receive the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You don't receive the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus until you realize you have a need. Right? You don't stop at McDonald's for a Big Mac until you realize you're hungry. It's just, right? I mean, I wouldn't advise that, <clears throat> actually. <laughs> Get a piece of fruit, you know, <laughs> or something. Um, but there's a reality to that, and it's not a bad thing when we realize how depraved we are, when we realize how destitute we are, when we realize that we can't keep the law, when we realize that we need another righteousness. That's a good thing. And it's his kindness that brings us to that place of repentance, of saying, hey, I'm sorry, you know, I'm, I really don't have it in me. I'm, I'm sorry I presented myself as my own God and tried to live this life <clears throat> and been unable to and admit it. Then we're right. We are ready. To re- are you all okay? Okay. Um, you're ready to receive. And so it's, it's important that the Holy Spirit 
brings what we call conviction. Okay? The Holy Spirit doesn't bring condemnation. He doesn't put us down. But he turns the light on and gives us the realization that we are dead without Jesus. Amen? Amen? That's his kindness that brings us to that place because he wants us to find life in Jesus. Okay? Just laying some groundwork here. Because I got to thinking about this. So I'm just going to quickly read the Beatitudes, New American Standard, uh, Matthew 5, 1 through 16. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. He opened his mouth and began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you when you realize that you are poor without the riches of Jesus. Because you're fixing to experience the kingdom of heaven. It is right at our door when we get to this place. Now, we don't stay there. We don't have to stay there because we found life, right? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And there's an interesting (laughs) verse. I didn't look this up. I think it's in James uh, where it says, you know, you're you're all happy and you all you think you're great and you're doing well, but you need to be mourning. You need you need to be be. Is that right? Somebody help me. It doesn't matter. I'm a preacher, right? I'm supposed to. I get paid big bucks to to know this stuff. Um, <clears throat> blessed are those who mourn. So when you realize the state, then you, man, this is not good. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. The gentle, the humble. And when you realize that, thank you, that you are not all they told you. You know, Kathy used to be in this scholarship program. And, and, and one of those big things that they would say is, is, be all that you can be. And, you know, I watch the Hallmark movies with her. And <laughs> anybody else do that? Uh-huh, uh-huh. You don't have to admit it. <laughs> I wouldn't accept it's too late. But it's all about, you know, you know, just follow your heart and, and you, you can be, you follow your dreams. You can be anything you can want to be. Well, that's just not true. You can want all you want to. But sometimes there are circumstances in your life that will keep you from being that. But you can be Everything that God has designed you to be. Because He is God and we are not. Amen? Am I yelling too much? That's it. Yes! (laughs) So we are fixing to get to the good stuff. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. It's not a tease. God is not teasing us. He's not saying, oh, you should come follow me and everything's going to be really good. And then when we get and we say yes, he goes, just kidding. He's not kidding. He is the God who delivers the goods. Amen. In fact, he delivered the goods before we even 
were awake and realized our need. While we were yet sinners, while we were still enemies, he sent his only son, Jesus Christ. The righteous, the righteous. We are not righteous. He is righteous, but we become the very righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Amen. And we still have to remember that in and of ourselves, we don't have it. But because Jesus is resident in our lives at our invitation, then we are. And that's when we say we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, I have heard people say that there are a lot of things and they're very positive things. And and some people have a list on their refrigerator about saying who we are in Christ. And I am who you say I am. But you are not who you say you are. You're who you say he says, you understand? And, and we can, if we're not walking in something, we can say we're walking in something all that we want to, till we're blue in the face. And it is not true. But if we are following hard after Jesus Christ, and he is making the difference, then we are. Are you with me? There's a such thing, this is not my nose. There's such a thing as like Christian pride. Exactly. Exactly. It is a falsity. A falsity. A falseness or something. It's not true. Paul says, I boast only in Jesus Christ. Amen. So, I would encourage us to say the positive things that God says about who we are. But I would also encourage all of us to be attentive to the Holy Spirit who leads us and shows us if we're still, we're not walking in that because we're not walking in faith that Jesus is doing those things. And are you with me? When Jesus, just like, when oh man, when Doug blew in that, that bottle and it went, boom, man, you, I just gasped. It was like, ha! Huh. Because that's what he does with us. He just goes, And we can get puffed up in our own, or we can get puffed up because Jesus blew, uh, God blew Jesus and the Holy Spirit into us. Are you with me? So I want us to watch that. I want us to be careful about that. I just, I think we can fall into some crazy stuff. And all of a sudden, you know, we're just like, and the world just, did somebody do some cleaning on the carpet? It looks a little better today. Anyway. Huh? Rabbit trail. I'm easily distracted. Hey, I, I've really thought a lot of other things that I haven't said. I'm just saying. <clears throat> yeah. So, what happens when you get to that apex and you realize, oh my goodness, I... I have no righteousness of my own. If I'm going to be righteous, if I'm going to have any righteousness at all, if I'm going to experience heaven, if I'm going to experience the glory of God, I'm going to have to have some righteousness other than my own. And Jesus says, I'm it. I'm it. I'm here for you. I gave my life so that you might have the righteousness of God. Amen. 
Amen. And so we boast in Christ our Lord. And we stay there. You never get past boasting in Christ and not in yourself. Really critical. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. So all of a sudden, we're giving out these things, these, these <coughs> if you will, the fruit of the Spirit that we find in Galatians 5. We're giving it out because the Holy Spirit is growing it in us, right? And so, it's a blessing to our brothers and sisters in Jesus. You know, it's a blessing to the world if they recognize it. But sometimes it just ticks them off. I wasn't going to say this, but I did think it. And so now I'm going to say it. <laughs> I thought of it this week. You know, when John the Baptist was, was in the courts and, and uh, the king, what's his name? Herod, and he had his, like, stepdaughter or something dancing. And she was really putting it on. And, and, and uh, he just kind of told Herod, said, you know, you really shouldn't, you really shouldn't have her. Uh, was it brother's wife or something? Crazy. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, King Herod, he could stomach it. He knew that, he knew it was true and everything. But, the brother's wife was not too happy. So, Herod says to the dancer, man, you have pleased my constituency. I mean, they like it. So anything, anything in my kingdom you want, you got it. And her mom slips over there and says, I want the head of John the Baptist. So you've got two different responses here. You've got John the Baptist telling the truth. Just telling the truth. Herod, Herod knows it. Herod's humble about it. And actually pretty grieved. But. His brother's wife was not happy at all. How many know there was some persecution happening right there? One person responded, and I'm not so sure that Herod didn't deal with some things internally. You know, that, that the Holy Spirit wasn't working on, on him. That's just speculation. But, but man... <clears throat> That woman. <laughs> Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. What a promise as we respond and receive the righteousness of Jesus in our lives. That we become ministers of reconciliation, if you will. We become uh, purveyors of the good things of God. It's amazing. And it, it happens from the inside out. Blessed are the peacemakers. And, and that, I want to do a sermon on that sometime. <clears throat> Blessed are the peacemakers because they shall be called sons of God. So that's where we're going. There's that progressive transformation. We're transformed and we're being transformed. We were saved. We are saved. We're being saved. All of that. It's, it's just mind boggling. Um, Especially if your mind's about and which would be the way I feel somebody. So, man, these are good. Man, I'm liking this. 
you know, I'm liking, I'm liking the right, other righteousness coming into my life and doing what I could not do for myself. Amen. But then he says this one. Blessed are those who have been persecuted. And it's like, oh, it's easy to stop right there. Blessed are those who have been persecuted. But it's not just persecuted for anything. It's not just being persecuted because we do stupid. Are you with me? And we can blame that on the Lord, but let's not. Let's just own it. But blessed are the per- who have been, those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And who is our righteousness? Jesus. Right? So, if it's for his name's sake, it's a whole different story. Blessed are you when people, <laughs> excuse me, <coughs> when people insult you and persecute you. And falsely say all kinds of evil against you. Now, honestly, I, 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 and you have too. We have all seen people who are ultra-religious, ultra-religious, doing things that really are not Christ-like. They're not really gentle, humble, caring, sacrificial, serving, you know, Like our Lord Jesus is. And then they get all upset because somebody, you know, doesn't allow them to park in front of their establishment. Or, you know, I mean, I hear it. I I, I get these things. And it's like, you know what? You're not respecting that business. You're not you're not being Jesus. You're just being religious. And so Jesus is very. Careful to say, falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Because of me. Because you're sharing me. You're acting in my character, right? Are you with me? Big difference. Big difference. Religion, y'all, is... Jesus had the most trouble with the religious groups. I mean, he just did. You know, he did really great with the guy that's standing over. This is going to be a little long today. Standing over there and going, God, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. And he's going to see the kingdom of God. He's going to see the kingdom of God. But there is a religious one said, oh, God, I'm so glad I'm not like that guy. Ooh. Eh. Not good. He hasn't gone. He hasn't understood poor in spirit, mourning, being gentle, realizing he needs another righteousness other than his own. Right? Okay, so moving right along. Rejoice. Verse 12. I love this. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Now, I've been thinking. About Neil's sermon all week. We sang, I am chosen, not forsaken. So persecuted? Where does that fit in? What's up with that? It can be a bit confusing. What happened 
to God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. And then you throw in the sermon about persecution. It's like, I'm a little bit confused. For me, the answer is that joy and acceptance live alongside persecution and acceptance. Here's the guy out in, uh, that wrote the book. Um, why can't I think of his name? Anyway, he said, it's like the good things that happen to you, the evil things that happen to you, the health, sickness, everything. It's like two rails on a train. And you're the train and, and you experience both through your life. It's not like you're on one track or you're on the other track, but you're on both tracks. And you live this life, we live this life with all kinds of things, good and bad, happening to us. And it's how we ride those tracks. That's really critical. You know, do we ride them in our own strength? Do we ride them in the strength of God, our Father, and our brother Jesus, and the Holy Spirit resident? <laughs> so, it's like, okay. So somehow, I have to be okay with people being glad that I'm the way I am. And people being ticked off about the way I am. Not because I'm stupid, because... When I share Jesus, right? In reality. Because some are going to respond positively and some are going to respond negatively. Some are going to be like Herod and take it inside knowing it's true. And some are going to be like the brother's wife. Huh? Herodias. 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 Nobody name their children Herodias. Just, <clears throat> just saying. So, they live alongside each other. Persecution and acceptance. Some people will be thrilled that we share the hope of forgiveness and acceptance by God the Father through Jesus the Son. Some people will be like, wow! Thanks, I needed that. When you got saved, think about how excited you were. Think about how the load came off of you. And you had hope for once in your life. Amen? And some people are going to be really positive. They are. Others will be angry because the light of the truth that we live threatens their evil lifestyle. And they don't like attention called to that. They don't like saying, you saying, you know, that's not the way God created you to live. And they don't like you saying, but there's hope. You can change because they like the way they are. In John, he says, because they loved the darkness rather than the light. And we will be persecuted for shining that light. Are you with me? Okay. Is this okay? Is everybody? I mean, okay. So, our hope and prayer is that when their condition is exposed, repentance and salvation will come to them. We're not trying to make anybody mad. We're trying to help. 
We want you to come to life. We want you to come to know the kingdom. We want you to come to know the hope that's in Christ. We, right? That's our, that's our desire. You know, if our desire is anything else, if it's sordid gain or, you know, selfish ambition or anything like that, uh-uh. It, it, it's, it's wrong. It's not a wrong motive. <clears throat> and it's not for Jesus' sake. For our own sake. It's religion. True freedom will come. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. I listen to this story. And in it, we find the joy and the frustration. For some, blessed relationship. For others, anger and persecution. In the message, they arrived on the other side of the sea in the country of the Gerasenes. As Jesus got out of the boat, a madman from the cemetery came up to him. He lived there among the tombs and graves. No one could restrain him. He couldn't be chained, couldn't be tied down. And he had been tied up many times with chains and ropes, but he broke the chains, snapped the ropes. No one was strong enough to tame him. Night and day he roamed through the graves and the hills, screaming out and slashing himself with sharp stones. Cutting is nothing new. When he saw Jesus a long way off, he ran and bowed in worship before him. Now, that's a positive response. That is a positive response. It gets better. Then bellowed in protest. What business do you have? Uh, Then bellowed in protest, what business do you have, Jesus, son of the high God, messing with me? I swear to God, don't give me a hard time. And Jesus just commanded the tormenting evil spirit out. Get out of the man. So it was the spirit, the evil spirit speaking through the person came and bowed down. The demons who possessed this man were screaming out at Jesus because it was the end for them. Amen. Jesus asked him, tell me your name. He replied, my name is Mom. I'm a writing Mom. Then he desperately begged Jesus not to banish them from the country. A large herd of pigs was browsing <coughs> and rooting on a nearby hill. And the demons begged him, send us to the pigs. We can live in them. And Jesus gave the order. But it was even worse for the pigs than for the man. Crazed, they stampeded over a cliff into the sea and drowned. And all the owners watched their money go right over the cliff. May I suggest that they were not real happy with Jesus? Those sending the pigs, scared to death, bolted and told their story in town and country. Everyone wanted to see what had happened. They came up to Jesus and saw the madman sitting there wearing decent clothes and making sense. No longer a walking madhouse of a man. Those who had seen it told the others what had happened to the demon-possessed man and the pigs. At first they were in awe. And then they were upset. Upset over the drowned pigs. They demanded that Jesus leave and not come back. 
Blessed are those who are persecuted for my name's sake. Rejection, persecution. But then the contrast. Verse 18, as Jesus was getting into the boat, the demon-delivered man, begging to go along, he's so blessed. Yeah, he wants to be with these guys. He wants to go along with this Jesus who delivered him and blessed him. What contrast? What contrast? Jesus was persecuted and praised. Jesus was worshipped by sinners saved. Amen? He But he was rejected by the religious. And so it's not either or, it's both and. And we will deal, as long as we share the truth of Jesus, there will be those who will respond and be saved. Amen? Repent and come to know the hope that is in Christ Jesus. And there will be those (coughs) who will not be happy with us. But Jesus wouldn't let him Go with them. He said, go home to your own people. Tell them your story. What the master did. How he had mercy on you. And so we have a story. These verses shed a little light. Interestingly, they immediately, these verses I'm going to read you out of Matthew 5, 13 through 16, immediately follow Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Now, in your mind... Just kind of go back to the Sermon on the Mount. And these verses help me kind of reconcile the blessedness and the persecution parts. They help me kind of put it all together. And hopefully it will encourage you as well. Matthew five thirteen through 16. I'm going to read this in the message paraphrase. Salt and light. Let me tell you why you are here. You, you're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this as public as a city on a hill. And he's just, he's just finished talking about the persecution for his namesake. But this is who we are. And we will be persecuted and we will be thanked and blessed and honored and received. Are you with me? Are, Are you ready to sign up for that? It's both. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a lampstand, on a light stand. Now that I put you (coughs) on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Shine. Bria. Is that right? Bria. Shine. Shine his light. Mm, I love that. I love it. 
Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. Be opening up to others. You'll prompt people to open up with God. This generous Father in heaven. His presence is heaven to me. And that's the light that we shine and share. It shines His light. It brings conviction of our sinful, helpless soul. We can repent and find blessing, blessed healing. Or we can reject Jesus' call and continue living a dead end life. In bondage, without hope. I choose freedom. His joy, unspeakable and full of glory. And even when it comes with some persecution... For his name's sake. For his name's sake. Worship team, will you come up? Ministers. <clears throat> if, some, if the Holy Spirit has moved on you this morning, and you've been, you've seen the light that you are not able without Jesus, then I want to encourage you this morning to do business with the Lord. Experience His kingdom. No forgiveness. No hope. No the light of the world. Perhaps you've been a little convicted of the fact that you've been kind of doing it on your own. That maybe you've forgotten that. Hey, you know what? He's my only strength. He is my only hope. He is the way. I am not. But in Him, I'm more than a conqueror. Not because of my strength. Because of His strength. If you have wanted all of the joy and none of the persecution, but maybe this morning you realize that, you know what, there's both. In the middle of persecution, there is joy. But they are not rejecting you. They're rejecting Jesus. They're saying no to the Holy Spirit. I'd like you to take an opportunity to take some time and pray through that. Pray through that. With the leading of the Holy Spirit. And find the joy of serving and being a light. Being a city on a hill. In His strength. Amen. You might even want to forgive God for blaming him for persecution. (laughs) Lord, I, I should have embraced that and given you glory. So, as they all sing this song, the altar is open.